Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Robert Diamond, director of Counter Editions and also director of Carl Freeman Gallery. Counter Editions was established in 2000 and has produced prints and multiples for several major contemporary artists, including John Baldessari, Catherine Bernhardt, Cecily Brown, Peter Doig, Tracy Emin, Laura Owens, Christopher Wool, Jonas Wood, and so many more. Uh, Robert, it's great chatting with you. How have you been? I'm great, thank you. I've just come back from um, Marrakesh, <laughs> uh, which was an incredible experience, very inspiring. So it's good to be back in Definitely. London. So Counter Editions has created several prints with many notable contemporary artists, some I listed just a few moments ago. What, in yeah. your view, is the motivation for these artists to create editioned works? Is, how much is it about working in a different medium? And how, how much is it about creating relatively affordable artworks for their admirers and fans to be able to collect and live with them? Well, I started working with Carl in 2010, and he first set this business up, Counter Editions, in 2000 with um, Matthew Slotover, who is obviously well-known now for owning and running Freeze Art Fair. Um, and now the business is just owned by Carl. But uh, the initial idea was to um, almost democratize contemporary art and somehow make it easier for the general public, um, especially in the UK at the time, because a lot of Carl's friends and um, colleagues of his, like Tracy Evan and Sam Taylor Wood and all these artists at that time, Gary Hume, um, there was a whole group of these young British artists and their prices had gone very high very quickly. And um, I think it was a way of allowing the general public, because there was a huge interest in the UK in contemporary art, um, to have access to own their own um, artwork signed and numbered by the artists themselves. And um, that was the kind of initial idea. It was about making kind of affordable um, artworks. And instead of just making a poster, which you could probably buy at the tape, gallery at the time or you know the national portrait gallery or somewhere often they would make these posters that would be like 10 pounds um it was more about trying to make an actual artwork and something that had more meaning and um i don't know integrity somehow i guess um and often the works that we produce for counter editions um only exist in the edition so you can't find it anywhere else it's not a reproduction of a painting or a drawing they're actually made um in the traditional print process which also makes them more special and artworks in their own right. Uh, and like you say, it's often a different medium to what the artist might usually do. Um, so it can take time. Like when we started working with Catherine Bernhardt a few years ago, I don't think she'd made that many prints before. So, uh, you know, we kind of talked her through the process, but she took to it so quickly. Um, and it was very natural for her because she's a, a great painter and she, we were making lithographs with her. And we do think a lot about the medium and how it will fit the artists we're going to work with and we will think about that and then we'll ask what they think and it's kind of a, a joint decision in the end what you create together in conjunction with the proliferation of the contemporary art market it seems like we've seen a really significant increase in demand for additions or multiples by contemporary artists i've always wanted to ask a printmaker this so what's the competitive landscape like among the printmakers such as yourselves to get contemporary artists to make a print with you um rather than, say, a different printmaker? How competitive is it? Well, it's not that competitive. I mean, you're right. There is a lot more people making prints now, especially institutions. And it seems like 
at the moment, it seems like everybody is trying to, to get into that kind of business. Um, when we set up the business, we were the only ones who were doing large editions. So um, there was, you know, the first editions we made were on um, um, 300 editions, like, you know, rather than 50 or 100. And there's other print publishers who were making great works at that time, like Paragon Press and a few others. Um who made much smaller editions. So you, they might have made like editions of 15 or 20, which meant that what we were doing was actually very different. Um, and yes, it's competitive. And yes, it's hard, you know, to get people to, to you know, be open to making editions for more than one company. But a lot of our artists we've worked with, you know, since 2000, um, and Carl himself had personal relationships and friendships with a lot of the artists that he was working with. Um, but we also brought in advisors. So I think Neville Wakefield helped. Um, and there was a number of other people who have come in over, over the years. Um, one of our friends in Los Angeles, Emma Reeves has helped us, um, to introduce us to different artists. And, um, but what we found most recently is that we've been able to expand our roster quite drastically over the last kind of seven, eight years because of the quality of what we've done. And it's almost like the legacy of that has, um, meant that other artists see what we do they might have even bought some of our editions and they really liked the packaging they liked um you know the quality of the work and they then come to us and say can we make an edition with you so this year we have a few new artists we're working with um one of them actually we started working with last year which was jonas wood um and jonas i met through Catherine bernhardt at, at his dinner and we just started chatting and then he saw what we'd done and he really liked what we did and he actually you know then made a print with us so we're now continuing that uh, relationship which is fantastic because i really believe in his work and i think he's um super inclusive and inspiring and it's amazing to see the way that the whole world is reacting to his work um because of you know the autobiography in it and his use of color and i mean i just find him to be an incredible man and artist so it's great to work with him but there's other people we're now working with like luke toymans who's the amazing belgian painter and he was somebody that carl had on his list in i think 99 before they set the business up it was uh -huh. they had a dream list of people they wanted to work with and luke toymans was one of those artists and he actually came to the gallery in london because we have a gallery as well carl friedman gallery um and uh he came to see an artist show and he ended up buying an edition from us and then said, oh, what about us working together? So that, again, you know, we ended up working with Luke Toymans through kind of a, you know, a, a friendship in a way. Um, so that's been really great. And then recently we've even been in touch with Rob Pruitt in New York and we went to meet him. And he'd seen what we'd been doing, I think, probably with Jonas and Catherine Bernhardt and uh, maybe he liked editions and a few others that we've done so he wrote to us and said look um i don't really make many prints but i would love to work with you guys so we're now going to make an edition with him that should come out i think at the end of the year so it actually happens almost like word of mouth and um i think artists you know talk to other artists and if you've had good relationships with people that will often just um continue that way that's 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 pretty cool and really organic so that's great um on a related note, with the increase in demand for prints, a lot of the most anticipated releases seem to sell out very, very quickly, sometimes the same day as the release. And yeah. know, some, some who purchase are genuine collectors um, who have a, really a, a strong mm -hmm. desire to, um, as we've discussed, be able to acquire an artwork uh, by one of those artists, but maybe can't afford an original and want to live with it. And then we have some others who yeah, you know, are term flippers who buy it and then you know, they try to resell it for a quick profit. 
Um, I'm curious if you have a view on these flippers, if, if you view them negatively or if you view this just as part of the way the market operates. And at counter, have you considered ways of releasing prints so more prints end up at the release price in the hands of collectors who don't intend to resell them very shortly afterwards? Well, I mean, we quite strongly feel that the ethos of our business was about, you know, making art available to as many people as possible, meaning that, you know, we hope that um, individuals will buy these prints, A, for themselves to enjoy and live with at home, and that they'll only buy one, not like 10, um, yeah. and then sell them on or, or make a profit. It wasn't really a problem to begin with, because, you know, like, for example, we made three prints of Christopher Wool, and they were editions of 100 each print. And they took, I think, something like seven years until they sold out. I mean, it, the, you know, it, it didn't sell out straight away, even though now they're selling on the secondary market for, I think, $20,000 or something. I mean, it's quite crazy. But um, it wasn't really a problem with this idea of flipping. That's quite a recent phenomenon in a way. I'd say in the last kind of five years, uh, maybe eight years, 10 years. But I mean, I've really noticed it with prints in the last couple of years even. Um, but we do everything we can to ensure that they're not going to people that are going to, um, you know, sell them immediately um, or sell them at all. Because A, the artist would really want them to go to homes where they're going to be loved. And um, and B, it's just not really fair on our core audience. And the thing is, we've been, as we've been running this business for such a long time, we know who our audience are. We know who our regular customers are. And we, we have, you know, we've been getting more and more in touch with them in recent years. Um, as a way of, you know, ensuring that those people are looked after and that they will get, um, you know, access to prints. But equally, because it's going on sale on a website, you know, you do get all kinds of people who haven't bought from us before, which is fine too, of course. So we can't necessarily do pre-sales or things like that. But we just monitor very closely each sale. We look at the IP address from where it's um you know, being purchased. We check if family names are the same because sometimes we've, we've had very few instances, but there's maybe been six in the whole time I've worked at the company where we've actually had to cancel orders and refund people because you find out like they've ordered it through their mum's name, their sister's name, their brother's name, their auntie's name, like everybody, the whole family. And they mm -hmm. try and buy loads of prints. And we, we, we are very strongly against that. So we do things like that. You know, there are measures put in place and we are very carefully looking at every order and making sure it's genuine. Um, and if you look at things like, you know, the Jonas Wood print, you know, I think we had 700 people trying to buy 100 prints. And um, there hasn't been that many really coming back on the market. And the ones that have come on, you know, yes, they're for crazy prices, but um, there really hasn't been that many. And um, I, you know, we obviously had a lot of unhappy people as well who weren't able to buy the the print because there's only a hundred of them, but we are going to be making more with him, which is great. And he obviously makes prints with other people. And he's got that incredible show at Pagosium right now in New York um, over, with the overview of all of his print making. Um, but, uh, you know, I actually individually wrote to every single person who, who wrote a letter to me saying, you know, can I buy one or whatever personally? And I explained to them, you know, how it works and that I was doing everything I could to help them. So we, you know, it's not like we're just um, ignoring everybody. We, we do everything we can to, to be there for, for people and hear their concerns or, or help them. But, um, but it is difficult because there's only a certain number of prints people can buy. Um, yeah. Sure. And equally, like, you know, the secondary market is part of the art market and it would be naive to think that doesn't exist because it does. And auctions are a big part of careers now for artists. But we do everything we can to try and keep our artists out of auction. Um, and you know what's really interesting? Sometimes, you know, we might 
have made an edition of 30 or something. And if someone does want to resell a smaller edition like that, they normally call me first and say, do you mind if I put it into auction? And that would then give me a chance to say, oh, I do mind actually, you know, can we buy it back from you or, or things like that? So it's interesting that, um, you know, most of our loyal customers would, would, would do that and behave like that. And I think that's a kind of respectful way of doing it. Um, so yeah, it's a tricky one, but we do take it seriously and we're not, we're not, really into that as a idea either like we, we don't want people to just buy and sell for profit it's not really what it's all about and um and we do have very strong uh terms and conditions which are on our website for everyone to read and it explains that um that both the artist and us as publishers you know would prefer people to buy them for their own use i know you touched on this a little bit earlier um, but what's the process like when collaborating with an artist on a print in terms of even picking a subject matter, talking about the edition size, um, the size of the actual print, and um, how they're released? Uh, if you could walk us through kind of that process from the initial conversations you have with an artist, I think that would be really insightful for us to hear. It's quite tricky to, exp- it's quite tricky to explain, only because it changes with every single artist. Yeah. So, for example, with Luke Toymans, we're doing a triptych with him that will come out in September. And um, he had a very clear idea of the edition that he wanted to make. But then that's probably because, you know, he's made a lot of editions. He's got a huge book of his editions that's already been published. And he he's very precise and very, um, I don't know what the word is, but he's, he, he knows what he wants. And we're actually recreating a, um, well, it's not recreating, but the new edition is derived from uh, a triptych that was made in the 90s I think and it's in a museum collection in Belgium and he'd always wanted that triptych to be able to go outdoors so what we have um, made together is an enamel triptych so it's three panels of enamel and they have screen printed images of those paintings on the actual enamel so it's a very unique edition and it's unique in his oeuvre as well because he hasn't done this before so the launch in September, I think it's actually going to be outdoors and it's a super cool, um, you know, project to be involved with. But that was very much led by Luke himself. Whereas other times, you know, you might get to a studio, uh, a print studio, for example, a lithograph studio, and <clears throat> the artist is actually going to paint onto um, films and they don't know yet what they're going to make. And we don't know either, but um, they'll kind of experiment and um, you know, improvise. And then out of that process, we together will, you know, encourage them one way or another way or, or, you know, listen to their concerns and we kind of work it out together. And it's a really enjoyable collaborative process. And, you know, both of us, like I'm really close with Catherine Bernhardt. I talk to her every day. So when we make prints, like um, I can be quite involved myself. Um, Even if we're in different countries, we talk on WhatsApp a lot and, (laughs) um, you know, share ideas and images. And we're making a sculpture with her at the moment for Counter Editions which has been an ongoing thing for about a year. So, you know, getting that right has been a real adventure. Um, and I was even talking to her yesterday and she's in Lima, Peru. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy, but really cool. And Carl himself has been working with someone like Tracy Emmett and, um, you know, a number of other artists very closely since the beginning um, of his career. So when she makes a print, you know, it, it's normally her and Carl together um, will, you know, spend, you know, days in a studio coming up with ideas and, and, you know, trying things out. And it's really enjoyable for them to have that that connection and collaboration because um, it's just so rewarding because it's not just about making a, 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 you know, a product to sell. It's about making a great artwork and about friendship and, um, you know, that kind of thing as well. So I think when you look back at everything Carl's done, it is really an amazing body of work. 
And I really hope that one day, you know, we keep um, an archive copy of every single edition he's ever made. And my hope, and I think his hope, is that one day, you know, we'll be able to have that collection in a museum somewhere because I do think the quality of what he's done is, you know, on that level, um, which is really cool. And lastly, why do you think buying prints are a good way for new collectors to get started building their collections? I think in order to really you know, understand what it's like to live with an artwork, you obviously have to live with it. And um, I think I started out collecting editions because it was an easy way of you know, me buying, for example, a Tracy Emin artwork that's signed by her, and I couldn't afford at the time her unique works. So it was a great way for me to take something home and actually live with it. And having done that, you begin to realize how much living with art can change your life because it, 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 it does. It kind of, um, you know, it can be like a window into a different world or it can make you think. And, and also your, your relationship with the work will change. I also really think that collections can be almost like a portrait of the collector themselves. So there's very much this kind of, expression of the collector through what they're buying and i find it i love going and visiting private collections and you know seeing things in people's homes and we actually since we've set up our instagram account we've realized that so many people who buy from us will buy like every single edition we, we make and then they fill their houses with their own collections and they haven't obviously got the budget to go and buy unique paintings or whatever but they do have the budget you know every three four months to buy a print from us or a sculpture from us or whatever it is we're doing. And, you know, they themselves have these amazing collections and, and it just transforms the way you live. And I, it's a bit like, you know, getting into furniture or different, you know, different things. Like I, I never used to look at furniture and I do now. And I, 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 I'm really interested in vintage furniture and things like that. And I just think it's all about, I think, I think it just improves your experience of the world. And I don't know, for me, it's a really worthwhile thing. So I think it's great if it's accessible to people. Robert, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and speaking with us about the Prince Market and what Counter Editions is doing. It's really incredible all of the releases you guys have done and all the success you've had. Um, Thank you. Are, can you uh, give us? I know you touched on it a little bit, but can you give us a little bit peek as to some upcoming print releases? Uh, our listeners yeah, can yeah, yeah. look the forward next, to. Um, yeah, we, we've just had a John Stezica, uh new uh, print that came out last week. Uh, he's the British um, artist best known for his collages, which are just incredible. And we're also about to launch our first ever print with Joe Bradley, um, the American painter who Carl's actually known for a long, long time. And um, it's just amazing that we've, we're finally collaborating with him. It's been a long process of choosing what exactly to do together. And um, he just signed the prints last week in New York and they look amazing. So they're coming out uh, at the end of April. Uh, and then we have a set of four prints that are going to be released, um, I think, in early June with David Trigley. Um, and yeah, and then Luke Toymans will be September and we have many others in the pipeline. So, yeah. Great. Well, it sounds times. like, yeah, it sounds very exciting. If our listeners uh, want to learn more about Counter Editions and browse uh, the list of prints you currently have for sale or you, you've done in the past, what's the website they can go to? Yeah. It's www.countereditions.com. Perfect. Robert, thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. Thank you. See you soon.